The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Tone Factory Recording Studios in Las Vegas, the Craft House Brewery, Moonshot.com, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. It's The Fake Show with Jim Toffey. Well, the Beach Boys sure have been part of our summer soundtrack for decades. And for some of us who dug deeper into their catalog over the years with albums such as Pet Sound, Smile, Friends, and Surf's Up, their music has been nothing short of miraculous. One of the founding members is Al Jardine, who is still touring with Brian Wilson and his band. They returned to Las Vegas along with recent Hall of Fame inductees, The Zombies, on August 31st, I've got Al Jardine on the line right now from his home in Big Sur, California. Al, welcome. And we're looking forward to you guys returning to Las Vegas and performing with the zombies. Yeah, but how are we going to figure out who the zombies are? <laughs> Is it Brian and Al or the other ones? <laughs> You've been waiting for that one, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I have, actually. <laughs> I'm assuming you were a fan of the zombies just like the rest of us were in the 60s. Well, hell yeah. I mean, that... Uh, their catalog is rich, 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 just, just like ours, uh, and, and not quite as deep, but rich. I've interviewed uh, Colin Blundstone in the past, and, and he, he said that not just the Beatles, but Odyssey and Oracle, that LP, was very much influenced by the Beach Boys. Oh, really? I did not know. Yeah, and I mean, when you listen to that album, you can hear it in the vocals, that's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. The original idea, Al, for your band was sort of an idea that you and Brian shared when you were going to college together. Yeah, yeah, we were we were trying to piecemeal our our, our similarities into a, a coherent path forward. But uh, uh, Dennis Wilson went out; um, his his little brother went out on us, and he 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 suggested we write a song about surfing. And uh, Brian liked the Fourth Freshman, and I liked the Kingston Trio. <laughs> So yeah, neither of us got what we wanted, but it turned out okay. <laughs> the, the the bringing together of the harmonies and and the folk music type stuff, right? Yeah. He, well, what happened was the uh, uh, we we soon found out that Brian had a knack for uh, arranging and producing, and uh, and we had a pretty good knack for singing. So the whole thing worked out really great. It was an accident of, uh, that was intended to happen, I think. What were you guys majoring in when you were going to college at El Camino? with you but probably just general ed you know probably you know what we all do no, nobody really knows what they want i, I was yeah. i was in a pre pre-med dental curriculum and uh i think brian was probably in a music cur- curriculum you know i mean obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. i know he took, took we both took music as a matter of fact i'm gonna think of it uh but, you know fundamental stuff but he was already well on his way uh you know with uh, song, his songwriting now, none of us even played instruments except for myself and carl was was learning. Uh, Carl was taking guitar lessons, and Brian was already, you know, pretty well on on the way. With his uh, his mother taught him to play, so he had a little, you know, little knowledge going on there because his mom was very talented. She was an organist, and uh, and so, uh, you know, the rest of us were just kind of catching up. You might say, but no, no, we weren't a band. Uh, we we re- recorded our first record without ever having played anywhere. How did you get it together to record that first record, which I believe was Surfing? Right, yeah. My mother we, my mother loaned us the money, and uh, 
She gave us a month wages, her, a month of her wages to rent the, the, the equipment, for which we are eternally grateful. Yes. Yes, and uh, so I rented the bass and, uh, and the drums, and uh, Carl had a guitar, and, you know, and uh, the rest is well, amazing. <laughs> so, and, and, well, and Brian, Brian was uh, our first drummer. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that he, that you guys forgot the drumsticks and he played the snare with his finger. I rented the equipment. I didn't have a clue what the heck we needed, so I just rented a snare drum. Yeah, right. forgot about the sticks. So I had to go back and... Uh, and pick up a couple of brushes, really. They weren't even sticks, they were brushes. It's such a good uh, good faith type of a move from your mom, isn't it? Because most parents would say, are you kidding me? No way. Well, we had to audition. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had it in our... <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, we chose a couple of... We chose uh, some very good material that uh, almost, you know, no one could, could refute. But my mother was also... a a, a, a college graduate in, in music, so she already, you know, she had a good ear, and uh, she was a violinist in the Toledo Orchestra, and uh, University of Toledo Orchestra, so she had, and my dad was a, uh, in a clarinetist in that same orchestra. Wow. She she had a good ear, so when she heard us do the Four Freshmen stuff, she she was blown away. I don't know about the surfing tune, or I don't know if she <laughs> what she thought about that, but I could tell she was very moved by, the, yeah, by our being there and showing the interest, and, and actually, uh, you know, Coming to her in audition it was a big deal. I mean, I was, you know, you can imagine hearing all of us, all of us singing a cappella in that little in the living room that we had, a very small living room. So it must have sounded great. It's obvious that there was a chemistry and a magic in all that. The Wait. first albums had we had instruments. By then, we remember we 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 uh, gone electric uh, by the time that first album was made. So we had we had electric instruments. First one was acoustic. I guess that would be a better. The surfing was really an acoustic record. Brian had a way of articulating harmonies of bands like the Four Freshmen and kind of using that in what you guys did in the early days, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. That was, the, yeah. His his, his <laughs> Brian's uh, acumen you know, for for choosing harmonies. He learned very quickly. Let's put it that way. From from uh, from the arrangers. Uh, that came before him, and uh, and then he'd pass it on to us, you know. And we just we were we were very happy to sit at the at the feet of the master, you might say, and, and the masters before that. We were really just basically we were just more or less instruments, when you think about it. And uh, it, it's amazing when you think about how quickly we developed. Yeah, we 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 just. We were like sponges. Oh, I seem to recall, Al, even as a kid listening to, because my older brother and sister had all of the albums to begin with, but I, I recall listening to the Beach Boys Today LP, and it was a real departure where you kind of pulled away a little bit from the surfing and cartoons, but it was a fully realized album with your Help Me Rhonda and, you know, the orchestral songs like She Knows Me Too Well. It, it was a real turn of events. It was. You're absolutely right. We grew quickly, uh, as did Brian. Well, we around Brian's quickly developing musical brain. He 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 was the he was a catalyst for everything, really. And again, yeah, we we we, we just kept evolving, evolving, evolving. It was it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Was this also around the time that Brian started utilizing the Wrecking Crew? Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Because we were never home. We were always touring, so he had to he had to have an outlet. He couldn't wait for us just to, you know, we'd be on for a month. You know, we can imagine writing all those great songs and then waiting, <laughs> watching his wristwatch, waiting, waiting, literally 
is he pace the pace around waiting for us to come home and he, sometimes they almost be angry with us you know just well where have you been what's going on you know, <laughs> you know what happened you know because it was a good thing in a way but it's very frustrating for him so i think the the, the wrecking crew really helped really helped to sustain the uh, the career I almost have the feeling that it might have been some sort of a relief for you guys that he was using them at that point because his arrangements started to get a lot more sophisticated. Yeah, well, we, you know, yeah, I guess you could say that because uh, uh, we were just basically a garage band, like you mentioned, except we weren't, we didn't even have a band when we started. But we were, we were pretty, we were very talented. Let's put it that way, but we weren't professional players. I've always wondered this because two of my favorite albums are Pet Sounds and Smile. Were you working on those albums simultaneously? Yeah. 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 I often say that to people. There's quite a lot of work went into that, um, both of them, both of those projects. And and neither one really saw the light of day, really, until 30 years later did they ever get the recognition they deserved. Uh, Pet Sounds was released, but it was quickly uh, buried. With, with the best of best of releases because you know it wasn't really a, a Beach Boy album in, 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 in that uh, in, the, in the typical sense so no one really knew what to do with it it would have been a great Brian Wilson album and that, that's how they should have marketed it but it, 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 I guess they wanted to hang on to the brand you know and, interesting and just uh, you know we, we, we had a couple of minor hits with it. Uh, wouldn't it be nice? Uh, Sloop John B. wasn't even on the. Uh, wasn't even part of it until until a last minute uh, addition to the album because they didn't hear any hits on it. So Sloop became the alternate hit, you know, or the, the I should say the uh, the sales the loss leader. What do you call it in sales? You sell a truck and but there aren't any left at the end of the day or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that one's gone now. But Sloop was was there. Lead-off single. That's a better example. Forget the truck thing. <laughs> they wanted a, a hit single, and we already had it out. It was already out earlier that year, so they just included it. It's amazing how short-sighted some of those executives could be. And again, I, I go back to the Zombies, Odyssey, and Oracle. Uh-huh. That uh, that album, as you might know, was so poorly received that they gave up, and they the band split up at that point. Oh, jeez. Because it was so, and wow. little little did they know, time of the season would would eventually become a hit, and and maybe they were premature. Mm-hmm. So, well, isn't that that sounds familiar? Yeah, exactly. Funny, yeah, because Brian on Pet Sounds, they they released a couple of tunes under his name, as I recall. I I, I think it was Caroline No. Yeah, it was a single under his name. I think. I, yeah, I could be wrong, but uh, honestly, I've, I've forgotten now. But and and it didn't work, so maybe that's probably why they 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 wanted to put it uh, like they were testing the water. I, I should ask Brian about that, or somebody should know. Mike Love probably would know. Well, a song that was uh, that was recorded around that same time is and is maybe my my favorite that you guys did, and that is "Surfs Up." Not oh, not only not only the finished project, but the the demo that Brian did that we've seen on TV specials and things like that. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. the most beautiful piece of music I think I've ever heard. Me too. I, I, my son does it now. Uh, Matt Jardine will be doing it and has done it. I, I have my own trio that I, I tour with. And, and he, uh, he and I, I play the, the upright bass, and he he does the, the he does the lead, and it's just amazing. It's like it's it's one of those out of 
out of this world tunes that that God knows, <laughs> God only knows how they put it together. <laughs> but Brian Brian uh, had a, a a wonderful relationship with uh, Van Dyke Parts. Sure. Uh, another great musician, I might add. Jeez, that guy. Yeah. And he started out in, in, as a folk singer and started writing great lyrics and a great string arranger. But they did they work some magic. So, yeah, we're going to do it in the show. That's great. Yeah, I saw your, I think the last time you guys were here with Blondie Chaplin and, and uh, just uh, just beautiful arrangements. It was like four or five years ago, something like that, and, and it was uh, just a great show. Well, thank you. Uh, so uh, we'll do a, a, a pairing of things, a, a friend, an album called Friends. Yes. It came out earlier or late in the 60s, and then Surf's Up, which came out in seven. We'll be doing those two uh, selections from those two albums. The one from Friends, which is going to be really spectacular, is called Till I Die. Right. Which is, well, talk about, ooh, that, that's a deep one. Yeah, another one, right. Yeah, those are two really deep cuts. So it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, I'm very excited uh, to see you guys again. You know, some of your more memorable TV appearances, I- I'm assuming Ed Sullivan has to be right there at the top for you guys. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 uh, we, yeah, we performed Good Vibrations there uh, with uh, uh, and had some great success with that with that show with uh, uh, with an arranger Bob Fosse. This this Broadway producer became famous for his arrangements. Yeah, and choreography. I mean, right? He choreographed uh, that particular video. I think. No kidding. Yeah, on, on the wow. show. Yeah. It's had a lot of interesting angles and mirrors and things. One of the most hysterical moments was when you guys appeared on the Jack Benny show, and he he wore the wig and the beach outfit like you guys were aware. How many takes? How many takes did you have to go through before you just stopped laughing at what he looked like? Uh, we just, we just <laughs> yeah, it was great. He, he and Bob Hope, right? Bob Hope was part of that that whole thing. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it, it, I, I don't know. We, uh, they looked silly, you know. Yeah, and, and yeah, it, yeah. I kind of wish they hadn't done that, but I guess they felt they had to. Because I like to remember them in their, the way they are, where they were, you know what I mean, professionally. But it's it's like they almost dumbed down to be <laughs> just <laughs> to be part of our act. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You don't need to do that, you know. And unfortunately or fortunately for you, it's right there on YouTube for, for all to see if you want to yeah. check that out. Oh, <laughs> God. I love Jack Benny, man. He was, he was the, he and Bob Hope. Can you imagine in the same program with, with the Beach Boys? I don't know. Does that really work? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I was lucky enough to see you guys here in Las Vegas for the uh, 50th anniversary tour. What was that like to get back together with everyone and, and do that as a group, including David Marks? Well, it's already seven years ago, almost. Right. Yeah, I guess it is seven years. It was a uh, big production. Yeah. Obviously, we had. Uh, it was okay. It was it was one of those worldwide experiences and. I think it could have been done a little better. I think we could have. I think we could have, could have produced a better show. But you know, being being what it is, a fiftieth is always special. You know, we've had, and you know, we've had so many iterations of our of our band that you know it's it's hard to really define it. Other than it was a big big celebration. We had a lot of fun. You know, we we, we went to all different countries. You know, all all over the world. I prefer I prefer this iteration. Of Brian the, the Brian's band is a terrific terrific band. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing, and they're just they're they're our uh, wrecking crew. Yes, we lost one of our members unfortunately uh, just last week. His name is or was 
Uh, Nicky Wonder, he was the guitar player. For the, the Wondermints, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Nicky Wonder, it's funny, I remember him as Nicky Wonder. Uh, Willesco would, was his given name. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to find a replacement for him. Oh, Brian's son-in-law, uh, Rob, who was with us uh, about a year ago, Bonfilio is his name, will be taking Nick, Nicky's place. Nicky was a wonder. Yes. He could play. He, he had a style that was extraordinarily powerful but the music is powerful so fortunately you know when when you're dealing with great music you can survive almost any disaster speaking of the 50th anniversary everybody's talking about woodstock of course were the beach boys invited to woodstock or was that something you weren't interested in no they weren't no yeah i mean i'm just assuming it's because you were kind of going through a whole transition at that point don't know yeah. Al, I loved your album, Postcard from California, and you sure had a bunch of great friends on that album, not the least of which was Neil Young. No kidding. We, God, did I get lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, were, they were my Beach Boys. Yes. Uh, well, and, and my two my two sons were, were also, thank you very much, by the way. Uh, I had, I was very, jeez, oh, I was so lucky. Uh, and uh, it, it's just, you know, I don't know what to say, but uh, that's that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> We, I, I, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, have some good songs, had some good songwriting partners, and and uh, and just uh, had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and uh, there's more where that came from, if if I just had enough time to do it. But Brian keeps me pretty busy right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's amazing, and uh, hopefully, you know, I can finish up some of the stuff I I didn't wasn't able to finish before on that album so and you say lucky to have all those people on the album but i think it just shows what you meant to them through the years that sure that sure they're going to do this i don't know i guess so uh you know it's yeah it's i mean america the, the group you know uh, do sure and and uh uh, uh Bunnell and and jerry jerry beckley yeah. they're they're airy you know each one had a certain uh each one of those Groups or or individuals had certain uh, intonations that makes the song even better, you know. I and Glenn Campbell, you know his 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 uh, yes. interpretation of a of a lyric, you know, and, and Neil Young, Steve Stills, uh, Steve Miller. I mean, God, I can't even believe it when I I know <laughs> say it. You know, it's like what they were on your album. Uh, you know, it's like whoa. <laughs> And by the way, how great has it been to to do so much work with your son? Yeah, well, he's he's a he's a he's a real pro. I mean, he yeah, thanks. He he uh, he he was our uh, uh, our Beach Boy. He was in the Beach Boys band in the late eighties, uh, well, eight in the eighties, I guess, and early nineties, eighties and nineties. That uh, you know, when Brian wasn't able to hit those real high notes, big high notes, he he was our our guy. And now he's there again with Brian <laughs> doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, with Brian, the two of them interact were very seamlessly together. So they're able to, you know, start and finish all the important songs together, which is really helpful. Some of us don't sing as high as we used to, you know. And uh, yeah. And but Matt somehow has that edge. He's got that. I don't know how he does it, but somehow I I, tr- I was when Brian early on wasn't able to tour in the in the 60s. I had to take over his stuff, and it wasn't easy. Yeah. I, I didn't do it nearly as well as Matt does. Yeah, he definitely uh, steals the show. There are a couple of moments there where it's amazing to listen to that voice, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm just... Uh, and, and when we work together as a trio, man, is that... It's wonderful, because as a trio, we, we consolidate the voices. It's almost like we like a, a distillation 
of, of the harmony, so we all have to do a little bit more to make the songs completely, you know, authentic. And so, you know, we really, I really hear it there because when we're when we're on the band on the stage with a huge band or an orchestra, you kind of gets kind of get lost in the mix. <laughs> yeah. But the the trio is a fabulous feeling because you you it's more of a I don't know it's more focused throwing that out there but the music is a star of the show let's face for sure it. And, i mean the, it's the music that counts and, and brian is just amazing and what a what a match what a pair for the what a great presentation for the uh, for the audience as always it's an honor talking to you al i really do appreciate all the time oh you're welcome i'm, I'm glad we, we connected i thought it was yesterday <laughs> is it yesterday great to talk to you al and uh best of luck with the show here in vegas thank you all right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Really interesting stuff about how songs sort of came and went on the Pet Sounds LP. And to the question of whether they were invited to Woodstock, a quick no from Al. I do know that the Beach Boys were invited to and involved in the concept of the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967, but the band was already in disarray, and it was probably the same thing regarding Woodstock. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show with Al Jardine. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Take the fake show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.